the Mitch. Hey, g'day, guys. Um, so you're back listening to this thing again, so well done, thank you. And uh, this would be week two. So last week I spoke to my stepbrother, Nathan. You dickhead. We, uh, we had a few banterific stories and we carried on like a pair of absolute plebs. Plenty of uh, stories you know, to tell at another time, so he might be back. Who knows? Depends whether he can fit me into his busy schedule. Now today, um, got a bit of a treat. Uh, I was supposed to get Pina from work, but he can come on another time. So the best mate has decided to come on, so um, so this is week two of Life to Mitch. And uh, about to introduce you to my best friend. So, best friend, would you like to introduce yourself and how long have we known each other and all that sort of thing? Hello, everybody. I'm said best friend, Josh, or Brooksy, Josh Brook. Known Mitty for, or Mitch for, what, 16 or so years, I'd say? Sort yeah. of got pretty close at about year, year 8, year 9 at school, so what's that, about 13, 14, so. Yeah. So, yeah, about 13, 14 years, known each other, been best mates pretty well since then. Yeah, it all started wrestling in the backyard and I got absolutely slammed on the trampoline. And it still hasn't stopped since then. No, well, my neck still hurts, so thanks for that. Oh, you're welcome, mate. So, yeah, so with Brooksy, um, shared many a momentous milestone together. We're at each other's 18th, 21st. I've, I bought him a pink Snuggie for his, which I'm pretty sure he had framed, yep. if I remember correctly. Absolutely. Bring that uh, on the odd occasion. What else do you... Oh, I, was, I was present at your wedding, so... Talk about your dating history in a moment, because that's what this is sort of all about, loosely. Um, so yeah, like we've had highs and lows. The highs being many, many momentous beers and carrying on like a pair of fuckwits. A couple of lows like dirty hangovers and the amount of... I used to work at Hungry Jack's and mate, and I used to work... My first job was at Bunnings, and I used to stroll over and get these mad burgers made for me and shit. It was awesome. <laughs> I remember, they were some big burgers, weren't they? Oh shit, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah, so as we're talking, we, the idea is to talk about dating history, so tell us a little bit about your history, like your timeline, so your current status, and yeah. Well, I'm currently married. I have three beautiful children, a beautiful wife. We've been together for going on seven years and married for going on, three, oh, I should know this, four years. Going on four years. <laughs> four? Yeah, don't. Yeah, going on four years marriage. Yeah, so four years. Four years married. Um, three kids together. And yeah, going on seven years, like I said. Uh, previous dating history, I was I was a bit of a late bloomer, you could say. Uh, nearly 21 before I had my first girlfriend, my first love. So I was a bit of a yeah, a bit of a nerd, I, I suppose you'd say, <laughs> when it comes to the lovemaking and dating. And then just a couple of girls in between that, and yeah, not 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 overly ambitious when it comes to the whole love life and all that. I was always one to find someone, settle down, and get married and have kids. That was always my my thing to do. And sort of what I've done. Well you that's nothing wrong with that. You're definitely more quality than quantity like me and I've definitely disappointed my fair share of people in my life. Oh, I'm disappointed mate. Yeah, so like, you know, as as you and I have hung out for, you know, the best part of a decade and a half it's probably closer to two decades really. It would be mate, it'd be close. Um yeah, we finished year twelve in oh seven, so ten years, fifteen. So it's probably been close to eighteen years of friendship. Holy oh, crap! Yeah, Twenty years sure. next year when we started high school. So. Twenty years, mates, and we're both still alive. I um definitely feel sorry for you knowing me that long. I feel sorry for myself. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so um okay, so wife, three kids. I was the best man on that day. Awesome wedding. So out at the vineyards, 
in uh, in Pricolbin, and uh, it was um, it was a nice wedding. It wasn't massive. It was it was a good. It was about seventy people, eighty people. Yeah, probably about yeah sixty seventy, should I say? Kept it close, family friends, you know. And uh, yeah, many uh, many a beer was had that day. Oh, and the day before, and oh, the day yeah. after. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. You you uh, you and your family set up at the um, one of the resorts out there, and you stayed out there for a little while, didn't you? There was a. Uh, the morning of the wedding was quite hard to wake up. The hangover was <laughs> it was pretty bad. So it's lucky the wedding actually happened with a hangover that bad. You know what it's like. Well, that that uh, you but you did that. That was a family thing with you and the old man and father-in-law, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Went had like a game of golf and a couple of beers and a couple more beers, and then we had a few more beers to finish off those couple of beers. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So you've got a unique situation. So you're an only child. Correct. And you've got so your in-laws get along quite well with your parents and you often do things together which is it's you know it's awesome to see and uh your wife and her family are close and uh yeah like just a straight day just gone we're up just up north you're up there with your family caravan park bearing and swimming and yeah it was good to see you all there and oh, i rode a scooter for about a k and i didn't think it was possible for a human body to per- to perspire that much and honestly it was hard you know eating that bag of chips on the way there but it was worth it scooting chippies and this kid overtook me I thought it's like when you have you ever been snowboarding and you think you're building up a fair bit of speed and the Milo kids will overtake you <laughs> the there's nothing worse it hits you square in the confidence and I wonder why the I Milo went, kids are all of four years old overtaking yeah, well, you laughing at you I mean the Kalefka laugh hurt the most <laughs> look at that fat guy going over there uh, no it wasn't worth doing with Dulux I'll tell you that's it mate I was going to say the exact same thing <laughs> So like, you know, so okay, so you've had what, four girlfriends or four relationships your whole life? Let's go, oh man, yeah, maybe four or five? We'll go five, we'll go five. Nothing too serious or never really lasted over six or seven months really and then I found the, the wife seven years ago and I've just, yeah, really hit it off and... So how did, how, just, you get you to speak up a bit, please don't mind. So how did you and the wife meet? Oh, it's a really romantic story, that one. Um, I added her on Facebook, and we just messaged each other, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. It, you uh, it's pretty much don't have to pay any online fees for dating apps then, so... Not at all. I, I well think done. I've been on Tinder for all of one month prior to meeting the wife, so I don't even, never really know how it works, or never really been on the dating sites before. Well, as, as mentioned in the last episode, I have had my share, and you're probably sick of hearing the stories... I always go to Josh and look, Brooksy, what do you think of this one? You're like, mate, what are you going to do to F this one up this time? <laughs> like, what what reason have you got to disappoint her or whatever? So, there's so many reasons. Well, no, you're alright, mate. Don't be so hard <laughs> on yourself. I don't know, like, yeah, I am hard on myself because I look like I've taken more hits than a red-headed stepchild. <laughs> <laughs> no offence to any redheads listening. Yeah, well, to all those red-headed stepchildren out there. <laughs> I've just done the peace sign to the air. I've, you know, I respect you enormously. Um, Courage. That's cool. So, like, uh, so what, you know, knowing me the whole time, what, like, sort of funny memories? Do you have any funny memories that pop to mind? I've got, we have quite a few memories shared together, mate. A lot of them probably aren't fit for radio <laughs> yeah. podcast. But oh, dear. There's, there's, been eight, there's been heaps, hasn't there, mate? Like, we've done a lot of things together. We've holidayed together, travelled together. I've really travelled. Done, done some, yeah. Oh, we've done some, time. like, never any international travel, but we've been, like, sort of away around in the yeah. state. Like camping trips and you know, like previously up the coast. Um, yeah, for sure, yeah. But yeah, one thing that stands out to me is that when we were in school, I was always Midi Pet and you were always Joshy Pet because the story goes my nan 
used to, when I was a kid, wave her arm and go, oh, you hear Mitchie, pet, dinner's ready. And I went up to Brooksy one day and said, Brooksy, Brooksy, you want some lunch? Stupid, I know. But like, it's just, that's sort of stuck ever, you know, the whole way through. And to this day, I've always been mini pet. You're going pet? Pet, 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 pet. And another friend, Dave, adopted that too, but, you know, we might be able to get to him in another another episode. I reckon you'll do it, mate, for sure. Mate, oh, he's, uh, I've, I've reached out to him, but he's busy with his uh, two-year-old and married life and all that sort of thing, so. Is, he's octa- is his daughter two now? I believe two? so, mate, yeah. I think she's probably nearly close to three. I think she's around the same age as my daughter. Yeah, so what, uh, so how old are your kids and what are their names? So I've got the three kids. I've got me... Me boy, who's seven years old, just about to turn. Oh, he's actually turning eight. He's about to turn eight. Uh, Ayla, me middle girl, she's six. She'll be nearly seven. Yeah. And me little girl Evie, who's two, will be three in June. Wow, that's nice. Hurricanes, three hurricanes, <laughs> definitely keep me on my toes. Utter devastation. Pretty much, mate. Yes. <laughs> there is no, there's no downtime at all, except for right now. So I'm relishing this. Well, if you consider this downtime, then power to you. It was like going going away from me three kids to come and deal with a big kid. Hey. <laughs> no, I've got nothing. Yeah. I mean, I kind of am a big kid. I play with big trucks for a living. I love watching movies. And my favourite thing to do is play Star Wars. So, any lucky ladies out there listening, Ooh. feel free to swipe no on this one. <laughs> I'm the one with the big head, the big bald head. <laughs> so, yeah, that's cool, man. So, like... So, yeah, the premise of the show is to catch up with friends. So, it's, apart from us seeing you last month briefly, what's going on in the life of uh, Brooksy? I see you're a bit of a, an online Facebook fan. You are quite social. So, uh, in that part of your life, tell us how you're involved in your page that you're in. Because you've always been very... You like to entertain people, I've noticed. Tell us a bit about like that. A bit about yourself on there and share that to the page if you want to. And yeah, absolutely. Um... Yeah, well, I'm a bit of a get on the social media and put me mug up there and have me say and give me rants and do videos and whatnot. That just mainly for a laugh or put up something that I think's relatable to certain people. Or I, I help run a Facebook page for men's mental health, and it's a pretty relatable thing for me and a lot of blokes out there that are struggling or going through a hard time. And I'm a moderator on that page. They're called Brothers Unite. They're um, predominantly a Queensland-based page, but there's a lot of New South Wales and Newcastle boys on the page and. Just having a look now. I haven't yeah. had a quick look. I'm having a scroll I think, now. I think we're currently sitting at about twenty-three thousand members. Yeah, we are. It's, um, an ever-growing page. It's a very tight-knit page. It's very supportive for a lot of blokes out there that might be going through a hard time and maybe struggle to speak out. Definitely a platform for. I would encourage any bloke to get on there and have a look at it. And yeah, just a good, just a good page. And yeah, and you know, like we can only speak on behalf of like men, of course, like because we're not female. But any ladies as well who are looking for any help who's struggling with any mental illness, you know, lifelines out there, you got Beyond Blue, you know, um, I've talked to counsellors before and I'm a I'm an absolute advocate for that. So, you know, if you do feel yourself struggling, by all means reach out. You know, there's always someone there who wants to help you. Anyway everyone would rather see you go through your last days and not see you at all. So. Absolutely mate, absolutely. Yeah, that's only just the fact that it's a male based page but I'm 100% mental health or depression or anything that anyone's going through, regardless of gender, non-gender, binary, whatever. Just know there are people out there that are very similar to you and have a similar story and probably feel you know the same emotions that you do and it's not weak to speak out and ask for help. Definitely not. I, um, 
you know, I, I know some proud people in my life, like in my family and friends who haven't reached out for help. And, you know, you see just how miserable they are. And, you know, I, it's like, I, I can't stress enough how like, helpful it's been for me. Like, I went from a pretty dark place in the early 20s after I told you about Bitch Face last week. You know, that's that her, her name is B.Face <laughs> forward slash Bitch Face. I just, I don't know, like, I just, I, I don't like, I don't want to rag anyone out or whatever, but like, it's, I just think back to the number it did on me and it made me feel, felt withdrawn. Um, it made me feel, you know, like I didn't isolate and want to talk to anyone. You know, yourself and many other people were like, come and let's do something. And, you know, it, knowing what I know back then, I would have got it over much sooner, but that's one of those things where you bounce back and you, you learn from it, I guess. So I've been quite lucky in that. I've been always had a, quite a good support network and, you know, we've all been through hardships. I know you've had some, I've had some, and, you know, I, is there any, are you willing to share any stories today? You don't have to if you don't want to. I'm, I'm willing to share whatever stories that the audience and you might like to know for sure. As you know, I've had a bit of a, I've had a pretty good upbringing and a, a very good life, but I've had, had some unfortunate things happen in my life as well, so yeah, I'm yeah. prepared to tell. Well, I know that you were very close to your nan, and, um, you know, I can always not talk about this if you want, because I know absolutely fine, I, I'm grateful, I'm, I'm lucky enough to still be here with mine, and I try and see you regularly, shout outs to Helen, maker of the best orange and coconut biscuits on the planet. <laughs> I'm going to have to try one. Oh, mate, they're sensational. So, you know, I, it was hard, because, like, hard to see you go through that, because I was, a few times, I know it was about the time of my birthday, and I think back how selfish I was, we are out for beers one night, and you made the effort to come out, and you're upset, you know, understandably, and I was a dick trying to, like, to push you to have more beers with us, and you're like, you know what, man, I'm not up for it tonight, and I thought, that was at that moment, like, Mitch, you selfish prick, like, and for a long time there, when I was in the beast layer stages in mid to so early to mid 20s, I just, I didn't care uh, about anyone but myself, now I've just gone on to care about others and loving myself now, so... That's good, mate. That's good. No, and don't, and don't ever feel guilty. Like it's, it was your birthday, and it was, we were young as well. So we're always generally wrapped up in ourselves at our younger age. It's only till we get a little bit older where we like sort of step back and go, you know what? The world doesn't revolve around me. Maybe we can. Well, you know. I remember back then I was as big as the world. So how much? I mean, you know, it's funny. I I made jokes of um, you know, I used to call you powder cake. And fast forward, what is it? Seven or eight years. I'm now probably. 12 kilos heavier than you and I'm about a thousand foot smaller so like you know you've gone from powder keg to thin to you know to fit looking and I'm legit now the round man descent I'm four foot high four foot round I, I expect a pair of suspenders for my birthday absolutely man get with a pair of suspenders oh, rainbow suspender fat nice. bastard blender oh, you can lose a bit of weight if you want to man you know what to do you know the tools and you know how to do it it's just a matter of getting out there and doing it well I've been I've been doing powerlifting, so I've been, you know, getting stronger, but I haven't really been focusing on the cardio as much. And, um, you know, actually at work this week, so once again, I'm not going to mention where I work for, you know, because we're not authorised to speak on behalf of the media. But recently learnt that some of the guys, some of the policies were reviewed. Some of the bits of gear, like the dozers, the graders and the light vehicles have a seat limit to 120 kilos. Yes, one of the guys at work was given the the dozer skill because he earned that and all that sort of thing. And the only thing now he's been told he can operate other trucks because he weighs over that weight limit. Really? So they gave him the skill four months ago, told him last week, oh, no, sorry, you're actually too big for that. Like, to me, that's, you know, if they had advice, said that to begin with, fair enough, but, like, that's just, that's that's pretty insulting, I think. 
Um, yeah, definitely. It might be a bit of a wake-up call that he might need as well. Really. Maybe. Yeah, mate. Well, it's funny how things sort of come in all forms, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Like, so they didn't actually say that prior to you getting those tickets and that job. They didn't... No, well, that's... I don't... As far as I'm aware, they, they were never an issue. But, like, that, the policies have always been there. Just never really yeah. enforced, I guess, but... 120 kilos, that seems quite light, but doesn't it? Like, I mean, I... As a man who's, I'm, I'm about 100 now, and I never thought I'd be at this point. Um, that's because of all the massive gang, you know? They have a yeah, gully. You're huge. You're a big yeah, boy. My head's huge. My head's about 90 kilos of that. And like, um, I don't know. So, how much did you end up losing all that? Uh, my lightest weight, I got to 75. I'm currently, I'm currently 82 right now. But my biggest weight, I was 124. Yeah, wow. 124. I'm 6 foot. Well, I think I'm about 6 foot 1. So, that from biggest to smallest was about 50 kilos, and yeah, so well, right well. now when I'm sitting, I'm sitting up comfortably. So. Well, well, that's cool. So, um, there's something I wanted to talk about if you're open to doing it. Let's do it. Um, so, it was about, uh, so you had an absolutely devastating thing happen in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, did you want to talk about that, or do you want me to tell the story, and then you give us a series of events? Oh. Whatever you'd like to do, mate, I'm quite happy to sit here. Yeah, so, okay, so, it was in uh, Australia Day of 2017. 2017, yes, correct. Um, So, Brooksy and his wife um, had a little girl before Edie came along. Her name was Maya. And uh, she she was a gorgeous little girl with the brightest blue eyes. She She had the Brook blue eyes. She had the, she had your complexion. Beautiful. The, the boyish good looks in the girl, form <laughs> of a girl. And, uh, you know, every time you'd see her, you just, you, you, you would always forget about everything going on in the world and just think, you know, you're going to be a, a heartbreaker someday. And I um, was lucky enough to be named, unofficially named the Godfather. And um, she, unfortunately, was born with a very rare heart and lung uh, condition or deficiency or whatever it might have been yeah hopefully you can elaborate on that but unfortunately she she passed away in the hospital after about nine months of life um and then you know uh, if well, i don't know how to really say anything but you know like if you want to talk about that like just to give us some perspective you know more than welcome to if not i can just stop it read it out try again well i'm happy to mate we'll hit all the hard hitting topics and subjects and this is this is by far the biggest thing that's ever happened in my life and it's going to be the hardest thing that I've ever gone through so yeah no parents ever have to bury their kid man that's no but I, you can there's two ways you can take it mate you can either let it bury you or you pull your socks up and you go on yeah just keep on it but yeah the little girl she was she was born in April 2016 uh, normal size normal weight um, just come out and she wasn't breathing properly uh, so she got rushed rushed to um, the emergency department in the John Hunter, where she was on like, sort of like life support and oxygen and everything to basically keep her breathing. Uh, and she was in the neonative intensive care unit at the John Hunter for nearly two months, yeah, about two months, where she was on CPAP machines, um, ventilators, oxygen, just to be able to sort of keep her breathing. We, didn't, we weren't able to touch her for the first month and a half of her life. That would have been tough. It was. It was was really hard not being able to sort of like nurse your baby and give her a hold in the cuddle and stuff. It was, yeah, it was pretty, it was hard. But we finally, 
we finally got out of the John Hunter and went to Maitland um, Hospital where she was there for one night and got to come home on Mother's Day. So we come home on Mother's Day with her on oxygen and a CPAP mask and all that stuff that basically helps her breathe and live, I guess. And was that was that supposed to have been, that's it, like she's at home but she requires this or is that like a one-off thing? Well, ideally that was supposed to be, you know, she's she's her lungs aren't working 100%, this oxygen will help her and then hopefully as she gets bigger and older her lungs will start to develop and everything will go normal. Yeah. Unfortunately, not the case. Uh, she was at home for three weeks and then she started to get quite ill and really struggled with her breathing and her heart rate was always pretty high. So we got her back to the emergency room at John Hunter where they rushed her into the emergency room where she had a couple of x-rays and tests done on her where they diagnosed her with something called interstitial lung disease, which is a really, really rare condition that I think the doctor said like 99.9% of people will never encounter this disease. And luckily for us, or unlucky however you look at it, obviously it's... um. We got that. We got that 0.001%. Yeah, no. And, um, yeah, just had multiple, multiple interviews and tests and everything done. She had lung biopsies where she had part of her lung, lung cut out so they could run tests on it. And countless x-rays, it would have been 30, 40 different x-rays. And, um, yeah, or, or she'd done the um, lavage and a bronchoscopy where they basically put salty water like this and then they put a pump down there and suck it all back up so they can run tests. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, they can run the tests on the sample that they um, suck back out of her lungs. Um, and they done some x-rays and stuff and noticed some abnormalities in her blood vessels near her lungs and heart. Um, so we done a bit of research and found a doctor in Randwick in Sydney who specializes in what we thought was interstitial lung disease at the time. Uh, we got a plane. A plane, yeah. The wife got on a, pl- a small, what, like sort of two or three person carrier plane and they flew, emergency, emergency flew my wife and my daughter to Randwick where they were there for two weeks. Done a couple more tests, another another lung biopsy. So she had two lung biopsies, um, a couple more tests where they come up with the realisation that she didn't have interstitial lung disease and was wrongly diagnosed for the first sort of six months of her life. And apparently she had something called a scimitar syndrome, which affects the blood vessels from your heart, lungs, liver, kidneys, basically all the major organs to live and breathe and carry on and whatnot so we then proceeded to find a doctor that specializes in that in Westmead in Sydney where we were for six weeks we were in there for six weeks so being away from our two small children at the time for six weeks sort of relying on our family to watch them was quite hard and also being in there of an incredibly sick child was also hard so the doctor explained that the scimitar syndrome is basically like the blockage of small blood vessels and the the main idea was to try and unblock these blood vessels which obviously he was unable to do because he basically explained that working on these blood vessels is like working on something of fineness of like an arm hair something really 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 fine and fragile and he was unable to successfully unblock them so he just said look go back to john hunter hospital and we'll sort of wait it out a little bit more i went back to the john hunter hospital where she progressively got worse and worse and her heart rate was incredibly elevated and high all the time and the doctors pulled myself and my wife in and basically said we need to prepare ourselves for Maya is going to die sort of thing and yeah not not a fantastic meeting that any parent would want to have but I didn't know this eh? yeah um so I had the meeting well my wife went in first I was at work at the time and the wife called me up and said you need to go into the hospital have a meeting with the doctors where I did and they just said just 
before I went in there said just expect the worst sort of thing so I was like well that's not going to be great news regardless so went in they said yeah just prepare yourself so went for a drive with the wife around Newcastle for an hour or so sort of planning our next step and I guess planning a funeral sort of thing before she'd passed just knowing that it wasn't going to be too long before she actually did pass away just driving around and thinking of what to do and just the Foo Fighters started playing as soon as we were talking about it and I'm just like nah this is it so we picked that one particular song for her funeral was it ever long I can't remember My Hero of course My Hero of course so that song come on and I just broke down like a little like a little baby just bawling my eyes out didn't know what to do it was like oh. the world was coming to an end it was just fucking it was horrible mate I, I'm crying now like you know that's that's you know I I'm, I'm you know I, for someone who's always got something to say I've got nothing like speechless um, yeah. now thank you for that that's that, that hearing us getting asked that question telling that story wouldn't get easier anytime would it it's that I don't know it's a it's a funny thing man like it's a story that I replay in my head and I mean I cut that short by a good 10 or 15 minutes I could literally compile the entire story of her life in a matter of 20 minutes to half hour story so it's obviously I've, I've missed out on a lot there including fundraisers and money that we got well, donated we, to us for various talk, machines we can talk about that in that room in there so where I live um it's a little two bedroom unit and the particular the said night of uh, charity uh, don't like uh, was a as a was a, a, a an auction. Yeah, we had an auction. It was like a charity auction that Josh his, and his wife and some of the friends had organised. I think you and I went around asking some businesses, and for the most part, everyone was quite generous. Absolutely, um, yeah, it's good. And when this goes up public, I'll be able to compile a list of said businesses and put them in the in the bio of the episode. And um, one particular one I got in there is so everyone anyone who knows me knows I'm a trap shark, Cronulla Sharks tragic, and we've been wearing a singlet today. With my gut hanging over my shorts again, and um, uh, so on this raffle night, the Cronulla Sharks donated a premiership-winning jersey. Um, so all, whilst all this was going on, I was attempting to have a life in England, and what I mean attempted was I got scared and came home because I was there by myself, and you know it was it was sort of on a whim after a breakup went over, and you know like I, I don't know like I. I'd, Part of me was like, I want to be there for my friend, which I did want to do that. But the real reason I think about it was because, you know, I, I gave it a go and I got scared. Not knowing anyone and... Been you know, a daunting a good, thing, mate. It's good, like, six months, whatever it was. Um, did a bit of work and that and, you know, a bit of travelling and made some friends and whatever. And some interesting Tinder dates, I'll, I'll, I'll say. Got asked some money in a coffee shop. Nice. That was... And I, yeah, we I didn't give her any money and the coffee was shit, so... <laughs> Um, well, maybe if you gave her money, it would have been a better coffee. Well, I bought. I still bought the fucking thing. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. So, but like extra spit, please. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, so I, mean, I got back just in time, and the raffle went ahead and raised what it was upwards of fifty thousand bucks, wasn't it? I think we've because we done we done the trivia night, the auction. We done like another event. I won't. Well, I might as well. We done it in Maitland near yeah, the showground the, there. It was at the. Um, it was an outdoor event. Super Hubert was there. It was like a market stalls and like a old car because your father-in-law organised some some of the old cars from his club yeah, to come. Yeah, he did out, too. So yeah, I, I didn't actually get to go to that that um, fundraiser because that that morning was the morning that Maya got rushed to um, Westmead 
So I didn't get to go to that one, so I missed out on that sort of side of it, but I was in the ambulance with my little girl, so... Yeah, yeah. you were forgiven. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, yeah, so I remember, like... So, yeah, I remember your wife was there, her friends were there. I think the Lions Club was there doing the barbie. I hopped on the barbie and turned the platters that mattered. Nice. Um, burnt everything, didn't burnt you? Burnt charcoal chicken. <laughs> I could have opened a charcoal chicken chain feeding them. And uh, I think I bought about eight snags that day. My, even my own mum came out for a bit. No, it's nice. Man. She sold some wristbands at her work. And, no, she it's, did too, it's, I remember that. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it, it's honestly what blew me away was how everyone, how it takes a tragic event for everyone to band together. And that sucks. But when people do, it's it restores your faith in humanity a little bit. Until when you start driving home and then you see some idiot texting and then it's a power pole. Mm. Like, I used to get called accidents for a living and it's not fun. So. No, not at all, mate. You know. Nobody wants to see that. And did you hear about the new law starting next month in this state? I did not. That if you're caught texting behind the law now, it's four points and $1,000. Excellent. So. Hopefully that'll keep a bit of incentive for people not to actually use their phone while driving. Yeah, or well, I've uh, invested in a Bluetooth kit ages ago, so, well done. you know, like, doing my part. Absolutely, mate. Thanks, Mitch. Um, fucking idiot, Mitch. Um, yeah, I don't know, like, uh, and like, yeah, so 50 grand. The Sharks donated a jersey. I won, there was a bloke who, who wanted it bad. I think I ended up paying a bit over 700 bucks for it. Is that how much you paid? It was something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. 700 dollars. And then I had it framed recently, so it's, it's got a frame on it. Um, I'll take a photo of it, and if this goes up on a, on a Spotify, I'll, I'll put it on there. But I've got on it Cronulla Sharks 2016 premieres and Maya underneath it to sort of remind me. And you know, anyone who comes into the house is like, oh, who was Maya? And uh, I can say that um, she was my goddaughter. You can tell the story, mate. Yeah, I can spin a yarn, as you know. I am full of shit and rubbish. <laughs> I am officially known as a, a showbag. A showbag. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. So, you know, thanks for opening up about that. No, like, that's, that's um, completely fine, mate. It's a story that I've told not as many times as I thought I would have, actually. But, yeah, that's maybe... I think I remember, talk, I remember talking to you one night about this. It was you, me, and bigger guy with a beard. Um, we were at um, East Maitland Bowling Club that night. Yeah, yeah, right. Having right. some schooner therapy, as mm-hmm. we often do. Yep. Well, not as much these days, of course, but... Um, and I was talking to you, it's like, well, maybe people don't brought it up because they, they don't feel like they could comfortably talk to you about it. But, you know, anyone who knows you is like, yeah, I'm an open book, ask me to do the hell you want. Yeah, absolutely, I, man. So I guess a lot of people look at you like, I don't know, like you're sort of glass or something like that, and if they say the wrong thing, you might break or you might... Uh, sometimes it just seems easy to completely avoid the subject, but yeah, I think that's, that's not the case, Some, like, especially with people that have gone through things like that. Maybe that, that's one of the things that they actually do want to talk about, so... Maybe, well, you know, like, I've seen you put some videos up on your Brothers Unite page and be open there, so it's, you know, if anyone ever knows Josh or runs it into him in the street, feel free to ask him about it. Yeah, buy me beers. Buy him beers and he'll make mincemen out of you every time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I remember just I've act, I actively tried to avoid it because I like, I didn't want to start it, you know, make you feel sad or whatever. I guess that's what that's what was one reason about it, I suppose. But anyways, moving on. Oh, it's a touchy subject for anyone, mate. So yeah. And for um, everything else, there's Mastercard, right? Claritone. Claritone. I take Claritone. I use Mastercard. Nice. I'm going places. Yep. Probably to the nut house. The nut house. That's what you do. So okay. So. We'll move on from that for the minute. So this is the part of the show where we're going to... I still need to learn how to add in sound effects, but we might, at the moment, have a bitchy with Mitchy. I'm happy with that, mate. So Let's this is the part of the show where we, we take something that's been pissing us off, or pisses us off in general, and we have a bitch about it. Sounds good. So would you like to go first? What has been pissing you off of late? Something that's been pissing me off is 
as of late, right? So I work two jobs, and I think you might have touched on this last week as well, but I'm going to go over it again because it is, it's, a, it's a subject that really pisses me off, and it's something that really pisses me off. Far away. So I work two jobs, and I have to drive about, from my work, it should only be 15 minutes to 20 minutes drive to my second job, but get stuck in traffic and people in the right-hand lane every single time. <laughs> People in the right-hand lane doing 10, 15, 20 k's under the speed limit with nobody else in front of them and sitting side-by-side side with another person in the left-hand lane doing also 20 k's and you just can't get past them. And that's, and I, that's when you hulk out oh, and start throwing mate, shit. I don't know if it's just me getting older and more impatient, but it's just it, it's literally one of the things that annoys me most in the world. No, it's definitely, um, like, from their perspective, well, from their part, it's definitely ignorant. Like, they know what they're doing. Yeah, Absolutely. Like, when, you know, it's in an 80k zone or plus, it's illegal to do that. Anything under, like, it's like even if they do it, you're still supposed to stay left unless you're overtaken. It's, it's, everyone knows that rule. That's the rule that I think should have been drummed into every L plater. Stay in the left-hand lane unless overtaking. Which that's wasn't... It. It's just simple. When we learned to drive, it was 80 back then. 80k's? Yeah. Is it not that anymore? It's 90 now, I think. Really? Mm. Okay, well, there you go. Well, my car can barely do 90 as it is, so... <laughs> when we were, what's that, when we were 16... 16 years ago, been driving half our life, mate. I was a bit later because I was lazy. I was 18 when I got my license. Late bloomer. I um, I failed my L's test three times in like... <laughs> so the fourth time they just felt sorry for you and gave it to you? Like, I don't know what it is, but every, my entire adult life, everyone feels sorry for it. Oh, have an ice cream. Oh, here's a job for you, champion. Oh, you know what? You're doing really good. Have a lollipop. But yeah, yeah maybe right, they mate. did. Like, we were talking about, like... I remember the conversation in the car and I said to the guy, like... If I don't get it this time, I'm going to have to pay for it again. Mum paid for one for my birthday. Didn't get it. She goes, oh, you're on your own now, so... <laughs> <laughs> one and done, that's it, mate. One yeah. attempt. Yeah, um, she was... Yeah, I think at that moment she was like, geez, I wish I had a kid under Mitch. I was going to focus my... Te- oh, no, wait, I've got this idiot to deal with. Okay. But no, nah, to her credit, she was good about it all. Very patient. But that's yes, good, that mate. pisses me off too. It's just, yeah. What so, about you? Do you have one that pisses you off? Life, people in general, shit. Um, but no, I, a story about that. I used to, when I was in the RMS, I did road building construction and I used to attend accidents for a living uh, to do like clean up or to do like clean up all spills or traffic monitoring or traffic flow, all that sort of thing. And um, quite often, most of the accidents we'd rock up at are negligent drivers. So, mm. you know, if we're called to an accident, someone wasn't going fast enough and we clipped them on, the in, on lane two or three. Um, so... Definitely, I think a lot of people would agree when they say people that do, do that are absolute shit and selfish pieces of like of garbage. So. Get in the left-hand lane. In the left-hand lane. Left lane. All right, so you want to know what pisses me off? You want to know what fucking grinds my gears? Go for it. Well, as I said, people in general piss me off. Yep. But, um, we are jerks. I just don't like people that are blatantly selfish. Like People that drive and cut in and out of traffic, yeah. I reckon you'll, the, the most selfish you'll see a human is when they're behind the wheel, you know, undertaking people or um, just bottleneck, even bottlenecking. Like when you go, when I go to work, it goes from a two-lane highway to a single lane through a town, 100 down to a 60 zone. And um, the amount of people you see undercutting and all that shit, it's just you're going, fuck, are you serious? It's just dangerous, isn't it? It's uncalled oh. for, mate. That's all it is. No wonder why I'm bald, fair income. <laughs> you're yeah. a stress head. We're all oh. we're all pretty stress stressy, aren't we? Then? Oh, and you know, if I had, da- I should get a dash cam because you'd hear me like blowing up <laughs> at pricks, eh? You fucking idiot! And then um, I get on there and call them a fucking idiot too. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I hey, remember that time 
So you, for a time, were a courier driver and would do... This is the only speeding fine I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And we drove four hours west to pick up or drop off something at a mine out near Gunnada. And I thought, oh, he might be buggered, so I'll just, you know, I'll drive and you can have a spell. So going out of Gunnada into a 100 zone on the highway, there's a there's a truck in the left-hand lane. I thought, I'll just overtake him. Not about 110, 115 past the truck, miles of room, and there's a high patrol car. Nailed me. After about three minutes in the car, I was demoted back to the passenger seat and I was copped $200 odd dollars and two demerit points. First and only fine, mate. All of three minutes worth of driving. Well, Bang. you know, I can do a lot in three minutes. Absolutely. If I got a spare 10 minutes with a girl, it's nine minutes, 50 of cuddling and the rest is probably trying to get me pants off. Put Once back again, on. you can probably see why I'm single. And actually, last week, there was a girlfriend I forgot to mention. Oh, really? Yeah, so... After B-Face, before girl from Belmont, with the four, four letters in her name, there was the girl from Limitry Passage. Remember, I don't think you ever met her. I've only ever met Bossy once. Yeah, right, yeah. No. It was at the time when I was in New Zealand for the first time snowboarding. And, um, yeah, we have only like two or three months. And just nice girl just wasn't for me, I guess. Just fizzled out, mate. So, yeah, that was one thing I didn't mention last week because, well, nothing really, nothing much happened, really. <laughs> It's so. a good story, that one, mate. Yeah, so I guess the moral <laughs> of the story is, Mitch, better be a better entertainer and don't be fucking shit. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, to answer your question, what pisses me off? Shitty 4G service in my area. That's that's what pisses me off. Pretty bad here, is it? Uh, I'm with Optus. Don't know why. Well, that's that's your first problem right there, mate. Don't know why, but um, I've got one of these new 5G phones, and with my old iPhone, I had an iPhone X, and it was 4G and that they would pick up reception much better than this one does. And it's like, oh yeah, we can give you 5G, but your actual 3 and 4G are going to be fucking shit outs. Fuck you, sincerely, Apple. Nice, so you're currently running 5G, are you? Uh, no, it's, this phone can, but in Curry, they're still on dial-up oh, internet that's here. that's because it's Curry, mate. They're on dial-up internet here, man. It's like, we just got our FM radio station in, but <laughs> dial-up internet. And uh, we're probably about 10 years away from Netflix, so I can't wait. Oh, mate. I've heard, I've heard good things about Netflix. Raving reviews. Oh, I can't wait to watch that uh, new Adams Family, the 1976 <laughs> edition, or whatever it is. Uh, that Breaking Bad's supposed to be a good show, isn't it? <laughs> I just heard mum used to watch MASH all the time. Oh, stop. Just got the bunny ears all set up so I can pick it up. 10.30... Is that in colour yet, or is that still black and white? Now in Technicolor. When that show come on, mate, that was when the TV turned off. Yep, that's, uh, you know, it's about the time you'd come home from the streetlight. You know, when the streetlights come on, mm-hmm. mash was on, you were inside. That was it. Get in here, I'll flog you. Well, you had that half hour to do your homework, because I think The Simpsons come on just after mash. So oh. you get home, mash would turn on, you quickly go and smash out your homework. That's done in half hour, Simpsons. Yeah, I, you it. and I, well, you more so than I, you were raised on The Simpsons. I watched it a fair bit as a kid, you know, maybe I, I have to speak like up because I'm wearing a towel. Um, I'm just looking at this audio screen and so it's like a, a progressive horizontal bar, kind of like a heart rate monitor. And last week the lines were a lot bigger and it seemed like we were louder, but now as we're talking, I just played it back and it's not too bad. So I've changed a few settings. Hopefully, quality's a bit better this week. I'll just have to speak up, I'll have to use me in, me, um, me outdoor voice, me big boy voice. <laughs> Big boy pants. Mm-hmm. Actually, it? So yeah, so I just did another check because I was just making sure that it wasn't too quiet. Seems to be going alright so far and hopefully when I listen back to it and edit it, it's not too bad. So I haven't learned how to make it louder yet, so we'll see what happens. But You're doing good, mate. You're doing, doing good. good, doing good, kid. So I think, again, so 
that's having a bitchy with Mitchie. And also another thing that pisses me off, not knowing what I'm doing and being shit at this editing stuff. To week two, I don't know how to insert cool little sound clips and whatever. You I'm just tell me shit. when you want me to go. Wop wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, remember, that's, remember old, uh, what is it, Larry M. Day used to host The Price of Right. <laughs> Yeah, you know he's coming back doing another game show now. Oh, really? Because Andrew O'Keefe's been... They gave him the sack because I think he built up his wife or he something. He did, I think. I heard they give her, give her a slap up the head or something, didn't he? Well, Larry Emder's back. Is he going to be doing the... Is he doing Deal or No Deal? No, nah, he's doing the chase. The chase? The chase, mate. No, nah, the deal's been out for quite a while now. Oh, I chase Larry. He's still got it, the old person. Yeah. Larry. What about the what about the chicken, Wheel of Fortune? She was a good sort. Oh, the blonde she used to turn the letters. Oh, yeah. Oh, stop it. Tell you what, I'd Turn those think, letters. I don't know if it sounds dirty or this makes sense, but I'd let her. I'd buy. I'd let her buy me a vowel. Would you really? Nice. Oh shit, yeah. Two vowels. Give her an I and an O. And an I and a U. Later on, <laughs> a terrible joke. All right. So yeah, in case anyone hasn't seen by now, I like puns and creating jokes, and all I've successfully done is make myself look like a joke. That's a good right. joke though. I, yeah, I'm like waiting for the punchline. Waiting for the punchline. Credits. Done. Fuck shit fucking shit I am okay so this is the part of the show where so we've had a bitchy with Mitchy. just love that title by the way I thought I thought that pretty proud of it now I want the idea was to try and get people to sequelize a song like I did last week retirement class man in the form of slam poetry because I can't sing for shit and um, like today I've written another sequel to a different song. And I've asked Josh to do it, but since there was sort of spontaneous that he come out and, um, like, you know, he's got a busy schedule, two jobs, three kids, and looking after his wife as well. She look, look, looks more after you, I guess. She looks after me, mate, yep. But, um, you know... Changes me nappy. <laughs> yeah, well... Ew. I mean, that's the dream, isn't it? If yep. I can find someone to change my nappy. That'd She's be full-time. She's a lucky girl. Oof. That is a lucky team, I'll tell you. Okay, so like, I don't know how much longer this um, part of the show will stick around for, but call it, you know, sequelizing, and the idea is to have a bit of a laugh, but you can just potentially laugh at my expense. That's what we'll be doing, mate. Righto, so... I'm as crafty as you. So, I know Shannon Noel didn't sing the original, don't know who did, but you know the song, What About Me? I believe it's not Talking Heads, is it? No, it's not. Nah, I know, I know that one, yep. Yeah, your um your music knowledge is pretty on point, and we got to go to a trivia night soon, actually. But I don't think it is talking heads. So. I, I could look it up, but I'm lazy and my fingers are too fat. So I've called it. What about Mitchy? Now, shall I sing it or slam poetry it? Or I want you to do it the way that you want to do it. All right. So song's called. What about Mitchy? There's a little bloke waiting in the chair of the barber shop. He's been waiting there. Rocking in his chair, said, you can you take some from the side and the top? His chair got pushed around, scissors fell to the ground. He looks up and he sings. What about Mitchie? It isn't fit, isn't fair. Fuck, I forgot I'm bald and I lost my hair. <laughs> Can't you see? I just want to grow back all my blonde hair, yeah. <laughs> what about Mitchie? Now there's another little bloke getting cut at the barber shop. He's leaning in his chair, speaking to Claire. Asked for some off the top. Now his foot goes to the ground. He looks real proud. He looks at me and he screams. What about Mitchy? He hasn't got hair. Poor shit cunts. It's not real fair. Can't you see? This guy without a care. He just made Mitchy. He just made Mitchy cry. What about Mitchy? Poor little Mitchy. What a chicken schnitty. That's all I got.
That was it, was it? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a, a six it's and not, a half out of ten. I just, it was all right. I actually dropped a C-bomb. Did you? You yeah. did too, didn't you? First one. That's all right. You can blip that one out later, mate. <laughs> yeah, I probably should. But yeah, like that's that's what I come up with. That you come over here at three thirty. That was I wrote that at two fifty eight p.m. Two fifty eight. Nice, well done. Now you've always been pretty good with the whole rhyming and poetry and stuff. Yeah, but I got no real life skills. No, I mean you got a good shark shirt. Yeah, I mean you got a pretty good scrubs collection. I can, yeah. On you know actually, so I mentioned it last week. Next week I'm doing a, a thing related to scrubs. Can't mention it yet because it hasn't aired. But I realised that. When I'm watching the show back for the DVDs, the diff- the first four seasons have different songs on them than what they do when they stream, because of like, um, like they had music rights to the songs back then. Like Everlong in season five, it's still there, but some of the songs in season four are different because of the streaming and whatever. So the like, so hopefully when it comes on Disney Plus, all the all the songs and all the episodes are there in their original content. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. So the music's different on the DVDs as yeah. opposed to being. Yeah. So I think. Season three, episode one, he's singing like, um, as a, you know, shaking his up, bump, bump. I guess it would be nice. Mm-hmm. So he's, what's that? George Michael. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, U2 plays. And U2 doesn't play on the streaming service, I don't think. They're right. What are U2? That's because they're dicks. Yeah. Or, fuck you, U2. Well, if Bono ever hears this, <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you, Bono and Edge. Oh, Actually, U2, right. I just, yeah, not a fan. Edge. Well, I mean, if you don't listen to U2, it is a beautiful day. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful day. And then listening to one, you can let that get away. Well done, Mitch. I am very proud of that. Well done, mate. <laughs> yes, Mitch dickhead. So yeah, that's that's YouTube for you. And I thought, like, I thought as we were going along, it would have been all bagging me out and shit. So, but you know what? It's actually been nice to have a conversation with you and not feel inadequate. I'd never make you feel inadequate, mate. Oh bullshit! I just look down at <laughs> you. Do gut that yourself. Go, look down at me gut. Go for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. So um, you know, what's another fun fact for the for the potential listeners out there about yourself? A fun fact about me. Um Well, eighty percent of your body's covered in tattoos? Oh, uh, maybe not maybe probably about fifty I'd say. Probably is, about fifty percent. Is it true you got wow on your penis and then when you get an erection it says Woolamaloo? It absolutely does, mate. It says welcome to Wollongong, have a good day. And I just <laughs> I just get XOXO gossip girl. Nice. No, oh, that that was a that was a terrible joke. <laughs> that was well, a terrible joke. You're right. It was. I thought, <laughs> yeah, that was a horrible joke. And apologies for the poor editing. I'm still learning about this. A five minute YouTube clip taught me how to press play and press stop and delete shit. So I just like listening. I actually put my first episode on a podcast and listened to it at work as I drove around in the gear. I'm like, kind of like thinking to myself, "Fuck, I'm awesome." <laughs> listening back to to what I've come up with, but. I know, it's like, I, I emailed it to 15 friends, most of which said they want to come on, and the, the response has been, you know, it's pretty funny. So, you know, maybe this might get traction after all. We'll see how we go. I hope so, mate. I'm backing you. Well, life's a Mitch. Like, I like that title, but it doesn't really describe what we're trying to do. But No, but it's punny. Very punny. I do try. It is, And it is pun day Monday. Yeah, absolutely. You know. And with our pun of the day, it's going to be... Fuck, I don't know. The, the, the aircon's going. I'm just going to say this episode blows. Mm. But, you know... It'd be good if the fan was on. That would probably work a little bit better. Yeah, there's a fan behind me. He's my biggest fan. He's not your biggest fan. Yeah. That wasn't fantastic. No, it wasn't. Hey, well done. Thank you. Like, people are going to, like, this last five minutes going, what the fuck? Do something funny, <laughs> you fat cunt. Like, <laughs> they don't even know you're fat, mate. You're not even fat. 
Stop pH I'm like I'm like thick with oh, three C's. Oh, yeah, you're pH fat, yeah, for sure. I'm thick with three C's. Mm, thick. Thick. Do you reckon like Joe Rogan and that go back and listen to their, their podcast as well? I mean, they'd have to at some point, wouldn't they? Just like on their way to work, like you driving around work, listening to your own podcast, getting them views up. Well, I mean, <laughs> I downloaded it, so it only counts as one view. But like, I mean, to get that good to like Joe Rogan is worth, he just got paid, what, $100 million from Spotify? I think he went I mean, from Spotify to Apple, didn't he? Is that what it was? Yeah. Well, you'd have to like, at some point, you'd have to go back and learn what you're good at, what you suck at. Yeah, I'm sure he has, you know, to be worth that much money and to not, you know, you you, if, you, if you're a professional athlete, you go back to video sessions. This is the equivalent to a video session, I guess. Pretty much, mate, yeah. And yes, sure. I just compared myself to a professional athlete and I couldn't be anything further from that. I mean, I can't like even... Like I said, you've got the Sharks jersey on, mate. You're halfway there. I, I look like a Sharks mascot. All the gear, no idea. I look like a Sharks mascot. No, nah, but in time, after you've done this a couple more times, I, I guess you'll um, learn different questions and different techniques and what to ask and yeah. sort of go from there. Like, I mean, this is flowing pretty well. I think, you're doing, I think you're doing a good job, mate. Like a smooth coffee turd, just straight out. Just straight out. One side, like a ghost shit, no wiping. Mm-hmm. Straight down, see you later on with your day. You should always wipe as well. Yeah, yeah. Don't Thank you for the wipe. sponsors of this show. Two buy paper wipes, or other affectionately known as poo tickets. Poo tickets. Poo paper. <laughs> right, fair enough. So, we're going to start to wrap up shortly, but actually, two milestone, two interesting things have happened today. One is the... 10-year anniversary of when the Christchurch earthquakes have happened, so mm-hmm. I'll get a spare a thought for those families and people affected by the devastating effects back in 2011. 185 souls lost, I believe it was. Have you... You've been to Christchurch, haven't you? I have. I have, I have been to Christchurch. Is that the North Island? Or, no, that's the South the Island, South. isn't it? I've been to Queenstown, but I do think we went there. I think we have been to Christchurch. Christchurch well, yeah. is probably the biggest town to Queen... Like, biggest hub to... Queenstown in terms of like population size. Yeah, yeah, right. But you know, Queenstown is quite unique to get to in the mountains and that. Mm. Oh, Queenstown but, was beautiful, mate. It was just. Oh, I loved it. Been there twice. We'll definitely be going back after this dumpster fire of a situation and resolves itself. But um, yeah, I've met a friend there in 27, 2018. My friend Cody, I met travelling through Europe, met me there, and we had a uh, like a week on the beers and doing some sightseeing and shit, and. Um, you walk through the main part of town and nothing over five stories was there. Um, and there was the a section of town called the Shipping Container District where it speaks for itself that a lot of shipping containers were modernised, made into restaurants, living quarters, which is, you know, on the decline now because it's been so long and, ha- and buildings have gone back up. But it was interesting to see, like, you know, and they got the old cathedral that had, it's still standing, but you can still see the damage of it. Yeah, it was quite... Quite sad, quite yeah. confronting to see. Ten years on, yeah, still seeing the effects of it. And so, you know, sparing a thought for our Kiwi comrades over there today. And uh, today also stems the first lots official lots of vaccine rollout for the COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for all those medical personnel out there, thanks for what you do. Don't forget to sign up and get your, your shot. Are you AstraZeneca? AstraZeneca or Pfizer? Well, yeah, that's how I'm You it. see that meme getting around today is like Pfizer. They also make Viagra, so... You know. <laughs> I can only picture where that picture's going to go to. Straight up. That's what I <laughs> Oh, mate. Oh, I've got yeah. a Viagra stock in my throat. I've had a stiff neck for hours. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, thank you, Austin. Nigel Powers. Love it. Love it. It's, yeah. a, it's causing... It's a bit of a controversy. It's a bit of a, a hard-hitting 
subject at the moment is it whether people are going to have it or not because they don't they're not obligated to have it they don't need to have it they can choose whether they're going to have it or not and i think that's going to cause a lot of shit because i think there's going to be a lot of people that aren't going to have it and a lot of people that are and everyone's going to have an opinion about it which is everyone's entitled to absolutely i um the only person i know who's had it is a friend of mine who's in the states and she's a medical frontline worker and she's had both her she had the 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 Pfizer jab she's had her two she said after the first one, her arm was a bit numb for a few hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the second one, she's had, that was a week and a half ago, she's had no effects. Yep. So, I mean, when you get the chief medical officer and the PM getting theirs, I mean, I think I'm going to get one. I think I think everyone, and I think they'll make it um, a necessity to have your shot to be able to travel, which I think is fair enough. If you want to go over there or people want to come over here, they should have their vaccine and they should get tested, quarantine, and then once they've had their couple of days or two weeks or whatever it is, test again, and if they're negative, then welcome. It's a changed world, isn't it? It definitely is, mate. It's been a massive wake-up call for not so much cleanliness, but, you know, just not so much sharing germs and personal space and social distancing. It's well, cleanliness is next to Godfriness. Absolutely. Everything when I go down to to do this thing in Sydney at the studios, you got to, I've got to take three pairs of clothes because they might film the final that night if I make it through. Yep. And I've got to take a mask, which, you know, I get. And the game show itself is going to be done. Like, we're all going to have a camera in front of us. Yep. So the camera's going to pan to us when it's our turn to appear on screen. Um, so well, at least that's how the show went in, in, in the past. So I'm assuming that the same is going to happen. Um, so between that, signing disclaimers, I don't know. It's a weird world. I'm it's just, going to be cool, but it'd be good to actually go out and do something like that. You're always open to do that sort of thing, but don't you? Know, try well, something different. Any opportunity to get on TV because I love the attention. <laughs> and I don't know why. You've got a bloody head for radio. Twice in two weeks that's been said to me. You know what? A fucking stink. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Actually, I've, um, so there's a local radio station. I emailed about six or seven, and one got back to me saying, you can join this membership club they've got. I think it's like for insurance purposes, and they're doing like a... Like a on Friday, got to go in, and one of the broadcasters is going to go over like, like I guess a, like an induction. So I'll be coming off night shift, three and a half hours sleep, and I'll be driving over there. Nice to see it, and so I'm going to be. You'll be sprightly, mate. I'm no dose and a pocket full of dreams, and Absolutely. hopefully, so the standard. But I just yeah, like I'm doing this because I want to have a bit of content, and someone goes, "Well, what have you worked on?" You know, it's like, oh, I've interviewed friends talking some shit and Karen looks like an absolute pleb. And with this, it's teaching me how to edit it slowly. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, mate. It's good that you're doing this. It's something that you've wanted to do for a while and you're actually going to try and branch out and do it. So best of luck to you, mate. Hopefully it all works out. Cheers. Do, do you know what it all stemmed from? Uh, oh, t- please tell me. I, sp- I went to see a clairvoyant this year. Really? Yeah. Um, and I'm going to stick that up to listen to as well because I've got the audio file for that. 45 minutes of just me chatting to Katrina Jane. She's got 30,000 followers on Facebook. Yeah, so. yeah I don't know. Is she Looking based up? in the Hunter, is she? I think so. Yeah. Um, but we did a FaceTime because, you know, COVID and stuff, and she was really lovely. Um, dropped a few F-bombs. I didn't realise she would, but she's like... She did. Yeah. yeah well. She's like, so I'm not going to fuck you around and just say, this is my spiel, rah, 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 but... You know, fucking, you know, this and that. It's like, oh, wow, this is my kind of clairvoyant. Not that I'm, I don't know, like, I'm open to it. We used to go ghost hunting mm-hmm. in in Asterix up at Lemon Tree Passage. The ghost. 
But that was real. It was unexplainable things. Well, it's uh, the phenomenon that is the the lemon tree. And for those of you who aren't familiar with that, it's there's a 90k zone going into lemon tree passage, and the lore is that the guy who's supposed to be the ghost, whose name escapes me, was run off the road by a pea platter. And every pea platter after a certain time at night supposed to have these weird lights appear in front of him but it is that long of a dark stretch road at a set of headlights it looks weird at that distance anyway so really does doesn't it I think there's water right next to it so it could like reflect off that and it's just I don't know it could be many different things but, but like, it was definitely weird it was a good excuse to go up there and get Maccas at William <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was all about Demick chicken runs for sure you were generally on the piss and I was driving and it was just uh, <laughs> hence being a late bloomer <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah, you, you were. It was like, oh, is that a light? Is that a set of lights? No, it's just a car. But who knows? But it was a set of lights from a car, so it could have been a ghost. But no, that'll be that's that's cool. I didn't know you actually went and had a chat to a clairvoyant. Was she? Did she recommend doing something along these lines? Did she? Well, she said, you know, what is, what is it that you want to ask questions for? I said, career-wise, what's next? Um, oh, I'm still happy in the mines, but the reason I'm considering changing is because, you know, I've got... My guts suck. Um, got a few gut issues, and the constant going between day and night shift can be hard at times. Most mm-hmm. of the time, I'm fine. But, you know, like, I want to do something that's more regular, like a, a routine. Yeah, absolutely. And I've always liked to entertain people. So if I was sitting in the studio knowing that at least 10 people are listening, my ego would be through the roof, man. Mm. You know, Bloody that's what I'm all about, that ego yeah. stroke. Absolutely, man. What about you? Think back. What was always your like sort of career path? What did mate? Oh. You've always been a battler. You've done a few things, few things in your time. <laughs> I was actually thinking about this the other day, and it's horrible to say, but I've been fired from six different places. <laughs> <laughs> I did get I did get made redundant from three, well, along with that, a lot of it? other people, and you know. But yeah, I, I was silly, man. When I left school, I didn't go for a UAI or try to go to university or anything like that. I just neither did I. We done. I done the silly thing. I went and done like bar work at various different pubs and clubs, and <laughs> nothing didn't really do too much. With do you want to really... tell? Do you want to tell the story how you got fired from Taraba Bowling Club? Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I went and worked at Cessnock in the Hunter for a little while for a year and got a my cert three in hospitality, or I think it was a retail hospitality, and then went and got a job a little bit closer to me house where I was, I worked there for about a year and a half and it was an awesome place to work. There was good locals. It was just a really good atmosphere. I was young, so I was there working, generally getting stoned every single night before <laughs> work, after work, and at work sometimes as well, sorry. But yeah, just it was just a really good place and I met a fellow there who was the chef who I became really good friends with, who I'm still really good friends with to this day. And he was a mad stoner. I won't say any names, but he used to <laughs> smoke a lot of weed, as did I back then with him. I just remember a few times I went over feed there, and the eyes of this guy were just gl- he's like <sighs> I thought it was a Krispy Kreme store. How much glaze was in there? A Krispy Kreme. Hey, Mitty, you hungry? <laughs> Good dude. And Shout so, out. so one night after finishing lock up and counting all the tills and everything like that, we went into the kitchen, and we went and had a session. Well, we had a couple of cones. <laughs> In the, in the bloody bowling club. Oh, man, we were stupid. And just went out and locked up and come back the next morning to Josh. Well, Brooksy, can you please come and have a meeting with the chef? And I went, yeah, right. What's, what's going on? And went up to the counter 
where I found the biggest jar of marijuana that I've ever seen in my life. And the boss saying, so we found this on the counter in the kitchen last night or this morning when we come in. Do you guys know anything about this? And obviously, that was the end of myself and the chef at that establishment. But other than that, it was a great place to work. It was really good. And yeah. Sorry, mum and dad. <laughs> One of the few places I've, I've, I've ever seen where you can rock up buy tinny or car. It's right on the river. Oh, how good was it? Yeah, you rock up in the boat. You get the people coming in their boats and leaving at closing time, and they were just smashed. And they'd <laughs> jump in their boats and they'd ride down the bloody Toronto, and they just it was yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. But I, I loved it, mate. It was as far as jobs go, it was probably one of the best ones I've had, <laughs> and there's been a few. I um, one of my bosses and my jobs in my past, I was um, at Bunnings, first ever job, Bunnings Glendale. It's now not no longer there. They've changed it over to RG. And I used to be the people greeter, and it was great. You know, this sprightly 17, 18 year old kid was like, Hello, welcome to Bunnings. <laughs> and then you get bored and try it with different voices. So for half an hour, it was Beavers and Butthead. <laughs> welcome to IL8. What's IL8? Go to IL9. <laughs> and people just walk in, and they'd know who I was. Like, you get your regulars. Hey, Mitch, this is one old bloke named Toby. He would waddle it about one kilometre an hour. Oh, Mitch, where are the aisles, champ? Oh, sorry, where are the screws? Oh, late. I know, I'm just making sure you still know. Thanks, champion. <laughs> and you Keeping can legit details. have a 10-minute conversation and look up and he's still in the front for you. <laughs> oh, I'm getting there slowly. Uh, you go out for one packet of screws and take him eight hours. Full day, full day of work right there, mate. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But it was, what the worst part was, though, was like, that was when we started to go to Homesy Pub when we were about 16. Skin your new things. And they wouldn't service, or did they? No. And um, we'd, uh, you'd be there hungover shit, or there on a Saturday or Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. You'd have to open the store at 7 o'clock, and then you help with the barbie for the, the charity mob doing it. And then coming back 9 o'clock, you'd smell, every time the door's open, you'd smell it. So first break was at about 10 o'clock. You get $4 out of the till, because that was enough for one sausage and a can of drink. And I'd sit out the front, smash that in 15 minutes, go back in, and then you get about 20 further minutes into the shift and like, oh, I need to go for a shit. <laughs> <laughs> so Classic bunning sausage, mate. They never sit right, do they? But they're bloody yummy. Was the onion on the top or the bottom? Hey? Was the onion on the top or the bottom? Oh, I think it was used to be on the top back then. They've changed you it. You can't do it now, mate. They'll sue you. Like that, I, that could oh, become a potential tripping <laughs> Oh, 2006 I think 2007 man that's that's half of our life has been our working life hasn't it 2005 maybe but yeah it was um, that was a long time ago and it was like, I met some good people there I don't I don't really talk to anyone from those days but I, I ran into a girl who I used to work with out and about and I made out with her a couple of times at a party nice. always wanted to go further but Never had the A game. Plus, she was way out of my league anyway. So, I got the the friend kiss on the forehead. Did you? The yeah. handshake, <laughs> the fist bump. And as she shaking my hands, it saw some wood. Maybe one day, mate. Maybe one day your parcel oh, she, she's aligned. She's got. I don't that doesn't matter. But no, like she's um, you know, what am I? I was back when I was fifteen or sixteen. I was hungry Jacks days. You were at Bunnings, and I was at Hungry Jacks. They were. 200 metres from each other mm-hmm. I used to send you a text and these birds like four quad like quad stacks before quad stacks were out 
the quad the quad whopper with oh. bacon and cheese. Cheese. I think there was two pieces of cheese in between four patties, every single patty. So you're looking at six. No wonder you got gut problems. <laughs> you were consuming ten pieces of cheese and a kilo of bacon. Each burger probably took about four hours off my life. <laughs> I was going to live to be about 400 years old. So according to these burgers, you've got about 15 hours to live. Well, I just want to thank all my fans out there who yeah. haven't listened to this yet. They probably yeah. won't, but if it's they do... It's going to be a The bun went see-through. It was disgusting. I remember working at Hungry Jack's. I think it was one of my first shifts. And I was there with me mate, and we got a slice of cheese. And me mate threw it up onto the roof, and it stuck to the roof. And three years later, when I got fired from Hungry Jack's, that piece of cheese was still on the roof in the same spot. <laughs> Still there. <laughs> to this day, mate, it'll probably still be there. That's fucking awesome. Oh, it's not easy being Jesus. So we went to school with a guy, and you dare to do something, and you'd do it. And I... He was a good sport. I, he was a great sport, and I'd never forgive myself for getting him to do this. We convinced him to try and eat seven burgers with just gherkins on them. Gherkins, this poor bastard. Sauce. This poor bastard looked like he'd been in the Sahara Desert for ten days straight. Throat was dry as he's. Can I have a coke? No, no. you got to finish those first. <laughs> he was a good. If, I mean, he was. We terrific. probably shouldn't have pushed. We didn't. That wasn't so much pushing. It was more so. Shout okay, to, no, it was shout out to you, Joshy. You're a legend. Maybe you can get him on here one day, and he can have a. Chance. You know what? I think I wouldn't mind getting him on here. He wanted to catch up for a, for a feed next week, so I might. I might think he'd like it. I think he would actually like it. But yeah, he used to do some... He, oh, he'd have me in stitches with some of the things he'd do. I think he ate like a three kilo watermelon, <laughs> skin and all. He used to scull bottles of maple syrup and bottles of mayonnaise. I just remember oh. there was an old vacuum that got the better of him. He, he had it by the nozzle and he swung it down to the ground and the force split the plastic bit of plastic ricocheted back up and, and cut like oh, scratched his face. Got him in the face. And he, that right there made him like like full on Hulk out. And this, I felt sorry for this vacuum. You fucking, you, you fucking hit me back. He kicked it, hurt his toe. So comical. One day, I think it was, it was. He got the best heart. It was lunchtime. And we, I think we had free periods before that. So we had two free periods and then we had lunch and then we had our last two periods. So we went back to my place because I was living behind the school at the time. And we went back and, right, and we you. ripped into my parents alcohol cabinet at the age of 16 and we fed up Joshy on shots of bourbon and vodka I think he had a shot of tequila and a shot of drambuie and a shot of ouzo so I think he was about 7 or 8 shots deep and we took him back up to school and he was absolutely blind I had nothing to do with this no that was no that was me and him and he was he was smashed the last two periods he could barely he he was just sitting at his desk and he's had his head down and he put his head up and like crack up laughing and then sort of pass back out again. And oh dear, it would have been oh tragic. You're a, you're a bad influence. You are, but I, I, I was only it was only funny. He's got one of the best hearts he anyone does. ever met. A eh? like he's a good he's a good boy. Didn't do anything for his friends. <laughs> oh, you punched someone with another bloke named Daniel in our year. Fuck me, he's one of the best things I've ever seen. <laughs> a thousand were thrown, one landed. <laughs> And our mate Joshy got the better of this other bloke, which to this day, he's about 31, he looks about 80. Not Joshy, the other bloke, he's... I think they're still friends, actually, where you find. I don't know, but Possibly. he hasn't aged gracefully, the poor no, bastard. not at all, not at all, mate. Um, we can't all age like, uh, like me here, mate. Full head of hair, 
But yeah, it's true. My, my, uh, my perfection was reached before it got to my head, <laughs> you know? My, with my hourglass physique and my three thick, three C thick thighs. Mm-hmm. Thick. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that Gabriel Iglesias, um, like the comedian, he's got a, a skit about the six sizes of people in the elevator? Mm-hmm. He's got no, fat, fluffy, damn, and oh, hell no. <laughs> I'm in somewhere between damn and oh hell no. Nah, you're under damn. You're fluffy and damn. Nah, you're just fluffy. You're just I don't even think I'm fluffy. I'm more like, to, in all honesty, ladies, I'm not that bad. I am somewhere between handsome. i got an uncle bod. It's dad bod adjacent, just as comfy. I am Mitch Kelly, son of my father. But yeah, so we've been talking for now and 15. Yeah, well, 15. Yeah. So like, Time flies, doesn't it? And we yeah. haven't even had a beer. Imagine if we had a couple of beers, there would be more stories. Than the beer. I reckon we should probably this this microphone in particular can switch to for like all room. We should get us to. Oh, I recently ran a pagey up East Limit with Sam in the next suburb down. Yeah, um, nice. place. He, apparently, he wants to catch up as well, so might get around that. But that'd be cool, man. You, me, Pidge, Charlie just bought build a place at Cliff Lee. Yeah, right there. Or bought a place or something, so that might be doable. I'm down. But, you, know, you give us a date, mate, I'll bring some booze. Yeah, well, you know, before we go, how's 2021 shaping up? What do you got on this year? 2021, I think, is going to be a good year, mate. I've started a new job. I've started a different role in my current position at work. Uh, we forgot to mention. So what are your roles? So I left, I currently left, well, I left the transport business about two years ago and went back to underground mining, where I've only been a labourer, a trade assistant, just a delivery driver. Doing a bit of everything, operating. Stay humble, but let motherfuckers know. Like you don't don't talk yourself down. I'm no, no, it's, it's just I, I don't like that title, the TA title, because that, that's what I am. But operate heavy machinery, forklifts, overhead cranes, do a, pretty much a little bit of everything. Yeah. But I'm currently, as of today, got the um the okay to start a new position in there. So I'll be doing stores and transport with um. Oh, you told me about it the other week. Good on you. Yeah. So, so that starts. I got the contract today to sign and that will start in two weeks time and that's a stepping stone to much bigger and better things financially bigger, and everything. Bigger salary, not bigger, bigger salary, I nearly said bigger salary, standard. bigger salary? <laughs> uh, it will be a little bit bigger, not too much, but enough incentive there to you go, you know what, I'll stick this out and I'll keep trying and I'll um, pretty much take whatever courses and whatever qualifications they will offer me, I will take. And Good move. What about that? the other one? What, what else are you doing? I'm also a support worker uh, for company in the hunter they do a lot of um work with young children and not not young children but like um adolescent or some young some young children some adults and they take them out to do do certain things whether it be take them bowling or take them to the beach or so like go and do places courses. that like a uh, contractors to somewhere like docks say that help, uh, they help troubled youth or so, are they more like they're not, they haven't got a home to go to? Or? So that it's the, the young fellow I take care of, my client, has obviously has an NDIS package because he has um, autism and a couple of other things. I won't go into too much, but... Um, no, fair, no, that's, no, that's he, fair. Yeah, no, so they have an NDIS package and they can basically go out and spend their money, their NDIS money, on certain things they want to do. Whether this, this young fellow of mine, he goes to a drawing class every, every week and every second Friday we have a games night and I take him out for sort of six or seven hours every week and yeah just built up a bit of a relationship with him he's a good bloke so, so you don't mind drawing yeah I'll get in there and have a draw with him mate he's only 15 and he's about 
fifth, just turned he's just about to turn 16 and he's um he's about six foot two and he's about 95 kilo so he's a big boy so like spoony back of the old tape oh. days he was a big looks boy. a bit like him as well was he <laughs> big spoony oh no that's um that's a that's an hour and an hour and a bit so by the time I edit this down it'll still be over an hour I'd say so I might wrap it up there my 2021's looking pretty good I um still looking for it so this is the year I'm going to buy a house I've uh, just increased my borrowing capacity and hopefully I can make something in the radio industry in some way shape or form even if it's just work experience to start with I've caught a few more of these and still enjoy the ride so we've had mentions of heartbreak we've had a few funny stories not as banter as last week but I still enjoyed myself today sorry I wasn't as good company mate well <laughs> I've known you long enough to know that I'm just used to it you just like, used to being the funny guy aren't you I, and you've had some funny moments like when you fall over and shit but <laughs> nah man like it's it's not all about the lols it's just about catching up with people and creating some content and yeah. if someone can have a good laugh a listener to this then whatever I'll be sending this out in the emails tonight and yeah I'll edit this and send it to you and see what you think yeah, that's but cool, yeah man. that's what well, wrap up episode 2 of Life's a Mitch thanks for coming in no worries mate speaking to the midi pet nitty ned dickhead human tobal and uh, yeah that'll do for today and peace out see you